Welcome to My Creative Classroom, an EdTech podcast that focuses on highlighting educational tools that can help teachers transform learning in or out of their classrooms. I interview industry experts to discuss the details of their products in order to help you make an informed decision on whether or not this product is right for you. As an educator with over a decade of experience both in and out of the classroom, I know that time and money are both precious. So I hope my conversations will help you in your creative journey through education. My name is Brian Willette and welcome to My Creative Classroom. Welcome back to My Creative Classroom for another amazing episode about transforming education. Before we get started, to all our listeners, we are on YouTube. If you feel like watching while listening, head over to My Creative Classroom on YouTube and subscribe. For today's episode, I am honored to have three amazing guests to discuss the program Amazon Future Engineer, a program that provides equitable access to computer science education to undeserved and underrepresented youth. To help dive into this program and how you can access it, I am pleased to welcome head of Amazon's Future Engineer program in Canada, Susan Iback, and from Fair Chance Learning, CEO Martha Jez, as well as their Director of Learning Productions, Bushra Alhak. Everyone, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you. All right, everyone. So let's let's dive right in so that our listeners can understand truly what Amazon Future Future Engineer is. So uh, whoever wants to kick it off, what is Amazon Future Engineer? Well, since it's something I probably live and breathe every day, probably a good one for me to, to jump in on there, Brian. So the Amazon Future Engineer program is it's a philanthropic program. You know, it's a way for Amazon to give back to the community. And when we try to give back to community, we try to think of ways where Amazon, the company has resources that we can apply that not everybody else has to apply to it. So when we try to think about how to give back, one of the things we thought about is that, you know, we're a company that does a lot of neat things with technology. Uh, We're a company that hires a lot of people in tech. And, you know, like a lot of companies, we want to be able to hire people from different backgrounds into roles. So we decided, you know, one of the things we should do is we should support more youth getting good access to computer science education and tech education. So more youth have the opportunity to pursue those careers. And we have some pretty cool things at Amazon we can show them to try and hopefully provide those opportunities. And and that sounds super cool. And I and I know through this Amazon Future Engineer program, the partnership with with the the program and Fair Chance Learning is that there are these virtual tours, like virtual field trips that students can go on? Exactly. So when we think again, you know, when we think about the problems out there and said, what can we do that's unique to us to sort of help? One of the things we were thinking about is, you know, we learn about, you know, there's a lot of great organizations out there here in Canada. You see Canada Learning Code, Actua, Kids Coach NS, who are doing these great, you know, coding workshops with teachers. And I love that. And we do partner with some of those organizations as well. But one of the things we thought about is said, well, you know, sometimes they get to like code something, you know, make Elsa skate around in circles using some Blockly code for the arrow code. And that's awesome. But the kids aren't always able to connect what they're coding to the real world. So we said, you know what, we're using things like robotics inside our fulfillment centers. You know, when you're ordering stuff, there's, a, there's actually robots that are moving around, shipping things around buildings and so on. We thought, what if we could help students not just think about the code, but actually see how the technology is used in the real world? 
So we created both some coding tutorials that allow you to control sort of some Blockly type code, move a little robot around and do deliveries. But what if you could see the real thing? So we, and we asked Fair Chance Learning to, because we're fairly new to Canada, the Amazon Future Engineer program only launched here in January. So this is very new to Canada. And we wanted to make sure, you know, that what we were doing was helpful to teachers. And Fair Chance Learning has a lot of experience understanding what resources teachers need to be able to use something like this in the classroom and also which organizations might find it interesting. So we found them a very valuable partner for just understanding what's what's helpful for teachers and uh, finding ways to reach out and let people know it's there. Yeah, we. Uh, I'm sitting here in my office in Newmarket and uh, it's 821 our time, Brian. And so I'm, I'm reassured by the noises of people in their cars. It's been a very quiet year on this street, right? And so you're thinking about, you know, the students and going home into their, their, um, their communities and spending so much time at home and online and the educators as well, thinking about, you know, how COVID has transformed who we are as, um, as families, who we are in our careers and the opportunities that are in front of us. And so, um, Susan had said, Hey, Martha, you know, there's this, fulfillment center virtual tour and it's in beta do you want to see it and I said yeah and I saw it in in the fall and I was like oh my gosh this is so cool like it's so cool for the students and it'll delight the educators as they go through the different centers and and they see the humans that are involved they see the computer science that are involved that's involved in the the thinking that um, orchestrates this beautiful pathway that you just, you don't think about. And so, you know, having relied on Amazon as a parent over the last little bit, trying to secure uh, learning materials and, and just um, certain things that we need for our house, it totally put a different perspective on the K to career opportunities that are sitting on my doorstep. And so we, we absolutely um, believed in the value of the program, especially for teachers. I also have my son's uh, Google Classroom pinging me this morning. He's supposed to be lying at 820. And knowing that teachers are just looking for really enriched resources to bring to their students to offer that engagement. So the fact that it's a delight for the educators and really engaging for the, the students, and I know Bushra will talk about the quality of the resources that help guide the educator through the process. We believe in wrapping our, our programming and our educators in support. And so that toolkit that sits there is such a nice resource. As you said, Brian, as an educator, you're going to ask the tough questions about what this experience is and, and what it offers to education. So um, I think we've ticked all of the boxes, but would love to hear your questions. It's a, it's amazing to hear, you know, you mentioned it, Susan, that, you know, we do coding with robotics and we use code in classrooms, but then how, how do we apply that to real life? Which I think is a question that educators ask themselves on the daily, because whether it be a blue robot or a, a Sphero robot or whatever you're rolling around the classroom, you kind of wonder like, I'm, I, how does this transfer into the real world? So it's, it's amazing to hear that that's the connection with these virtual field trips you know, is, is to help guide that and help kind of make that connection as well. So here's, here's my question is, is, is someone walking around with a camera, like during a field trip and are you literally 
in like this fulfillment center walking around taking a tour? Yes, it's it's a live tour. There is actually we've got um, like teachers and schools, Amazon's had to adapt during COVID as well. And we had a number of fulfillment centers, including the Fulfillment Center in Toronto actually used to offer public tours. You could actually go to Toronto, go in and walk around and get a tour and see how it worked. It was a public tour offering in person. But of course, COVID safety first um, for the workers and for the public. So now the tours, uh, we were like, well, people liked the tours, what else could we do? So we started off just switching those uh, in-person tours to virtual tours. And we invited, and then the idea came up of, you know, these are actually, as we started doing the computer science with the schools, we said, you know, maybe this is something teachers would like. So we actually invited some teachers and that was uh, the beta testing. Martha came in on and gave us feedback on as well and said, could we change these tours? Like we asked teacher feedback and he said, this is cool, but I'd really like to know how to talk more about the computer science. Because the original tour was really just a, did you ever wonder how after you click buy, what happens behind the scenes? But we didn't talk as much about the computer science aspect. So we actually took the feedback from the teachers and modified the tour to talk more about the computer science and the technologies used. And so we have actually now created a custom tour just for school virtual field trips to talk about the computer science aspect. And yes, uh, we have three different fulfillment centers and we have a tour guide in each center. And so when you have a tour and you're scheduled, there is a human being interacting with your class, answering questions in the chat window. Wow. And you are, and sometimes on the tour, things go wrong because it's, it's a real <laughs> tour. Like sometimes they're like, well, normally this belt behind would be moving and there'd be boxes going by, <laughs> but right now I'm, somebody's obviously hit one of the buttons to stop a line. So let's talk about why we do that sometimes. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's real. So it's live. I would say that's what I think I've enjoyed so much, even when sharing with teachers, like why, you know, when you're telling them about it and why they're like, oh, are you sure? Because we've done so many things that are recorded, right? They're just, you're watching a recording, you're getting to interact that way, but it's an actual interactive tour. And one of the cool things is that they've um, they've inserted trivia throughout. So, you know, pop-ups come up and they're like, how many seconds, like how long is it take for us to do like the shortest um, order? Or how long would this do? Or like, how do we categorize or how do we um, organize our items? And it's Things. So, and then the uh, audience is actually putting in um, their answers and then they're talking about your answers. It's, so they're like, okay, 56% of you think that we can put a ship in order in three minutes. And it's like, that's really fast, you know? So it's, it's really interactive and you're learning things. And then students also get to be part of that experience. So it's been so easy to talk to teachers about this because you're not just, they're not, um, you know, some teachers are like, well, I don't want to put up another video. And I'm like, it's actually not a video. You're doing an interactive tour. You're sitting down. Students are learning as they're going. They're putting in questions and then they are also answering and they're being part of the experience. And you actually get to see like from where you would order something to how it's shipped. And I think that process for students to connect to um, is amazing. And I'll say, I'll say my bit is that um, Susan and Martha both talked about two things, which is like my passion in a sentence was experiential learning. And that's what this experience gives you. It's bringing the classroom into an experience and the experience into the classroom and actually getting hands on learning, which right now is really difficult because of COVID. You can't go out. You're not, um, you know, it's just been a, it's been a tough year in education. And I think giving an opportunity to educators to bring in something from the community and um, a different experience. That's why I love like it's a virtual field trip. You're literally going on a field trip and being able to experience it. 
And and that's so huge what you just said there, Busher, which is bringing the experience into the classroom because let's go back, let's rewind a couple of years, right? You would be taking your kids on the bus and then saying, okay, let's go here. And and for us in New Brunswick, you know, we would be not going to some Amazon fulfillment center because we're not going to be driving to Toronto uh, to see how it works. So this is an opportunity for, for everyone to be able to see how it works and to be able to connect. So, which brings me to my next question. Who is this open to? Like, is is it open to to the world? Can anyone who's listening right now say, I'm going to where else? Follow-up question is, where am I going to book this tour? Um, so who can who can do it? Who can, who can take a tour? And then obviously, where would I go to be able to book it? Yeah, well, where you go to book it is amazonfutureengineer.ca. Um, and you will find a page there which talks about the virtual tours and gives you the links on how to go sign up. Um, and you'll see the other uh, resources we have there as well. But who gets for, it's designed for educators. So it is designed for teachers to do with their students. Having said that, a parent could sign up for it. We're not gonna stop somebody from going if a student or a parent is just curious and wants to explore it. Or if a teacher just wants to do it on their own to sort of see what it's like before they try it with the class and things like that, like it's completely open. So we don't have any restrictions on who uses this particular tour, op- tour offering. Um, And one of the reasons we do, you touched on something really important there, Brian, which is uh, the access to it to people who are not from Toronto and Vancouver and Montreal and so on. I grew up in Fredericton. Uh, I went to, you know, a Coles Nan in Fredericton and our big field trip was off to the Village Acadien, you know, (laughs) once every three years. And it was that four hour. But that was the big field trip. Like that was that was that was the field trip that and University of Moncton. You know, those were the two field trips that we got. Um, and that there were limited choices. And then you'd meet students who'd grown up in Toronto and you're like, wow, you got to do all sorts of cool stuff. (laughs) And at the very beginning, when we talked about what the Amazon Future Engineer program it is, it is about giving equitable access to computer science and opportunities to those who might not otherwise get it. So that's one of the reasons we thought this tour, having that virtual tour experience was valuable is because it's giving access to students who might not have had access before. I think of students in outside of the big cities sometimes do miss out. So that was something we deliberately wanted. Some of our programs, uh, we do try to, uh, we might design them to be accessed by some schools more than others. So schools that are more underserved. So we do, for example, support some programs that work a lot with schools in the North. Um, Some of the indigenous schools, uh, the Connected North program. They do a lot of great work with schools up in rural Ontario, uh, Nunavut areas, Yukon, et cetera. So we support programs like that that might be specifically for certain communities. But this particular program offering, any educator in Canada, it's also actually available in the U.S. as well. Um, We're launching it in the U.K. And uh, shortly there will actually be tours coming online from France because that will allow us to offer the tours in French as well. We're noticing that there's um, the UK educators are already signing up uh, to attend. They're seeing the promotions that we're doing on social and the, the reflections of educators on social as well. So they're sneaking in, which is a cool thing to see. And um, jumping to your your concerns as an educator, there's no um, sign up for the student. 
So the educator puts their email in. And then if you're in a situation where it's a remote learning center, you can request remote links for your students. And those links are just click on links and they go right to the go to meeting. And so it's um, no identifiable information for the student, which is nice. And um, you can all experience it together. I think we have eight tours that take place over the course of Monday to is it Monday to Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday? Okay, so we give them uh, Wednesday is a wicked Wednesday, I guess, for the fulfillment <laughs> center. They don't want to show us what's going on in there. Uh, so, so Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, different times of the day to add for the flexibility for the educators and the students too. And you, I mean, you find out things like, did you know that the tape they use isn't sticky until it hits the box? Like mind-blowing stuff, Brian, right? That's mind-blowing stuff. Don't give it away, Martha. Don't go get don't I, know, I, know. I just like little hints about it. <laughs> little but I will say, like, I actually did I I mean, Susan, I did. I was like, oh, I don't know what this means, like when they say that you don't have to put in student information, because there's so many programs that I've done and um so many things that like I've I've interacted with where at some point, at some stage you're putting in, you know, a student name or an email and um, as a teacher, like as, as a former educator, that's such an important part for me. And so I um, got one of my colleagues and I was like, okay, I'm going to be the teacher. I'm going to ask for a remote link and then we're going to actually try this. And so uh, I like, you know, registered as like as a teacher and then I got a link and then she had it and I was like, show your screen. And she's like, it literally just opens up into, um, into the webinar and I saw into like the experience. And I was like, so you didn't have to put anything? And she's like, no. And I was like, what? So it is that like, it is a very seamlessly done um, experience where you're not putting in any information. The child, the student has to put in no information. And even the chat component is um, only open to the tour guide. So it's not that, you know, everyone else that's watching is being able to see, um, you know, Sally from, from Toronto or Mississauga write, write a comment. It's really, it's, it's that, it's really done well in that way. So I enjoyed that. And that's actually a good point, you know, safety, number one, for our mm -hmm. students, you know, knowing that that's such a high concern. And then you mentioned the platform. That was my follow up question. You know, is it Teams? Is it Zoom? Is it because sometimes it's all over the place? And you mentioned the app GoToMeeting, which I think is what you said you would use as a platform. So is that something for our teachers who are listening saying, oh, I have to download another program or I have to sign up for this? How, do, how does that work? Somebody who wants to use the tour, do they need to download GoToMeeting or sign up for it or something it's like that? It's a GoToWebinar. I mean, Susan knows everything, but it's a, it's a browser. It just opens up into your browser. Seamless. Boom. And seamless is what we want. That's that's huge. And kudos to all of you, who everyone who's who's making this happen because sometimes it's difficult. You know, as you would know, there are programs out there that you jump through hoops or you need to put in your first, last name, middle name, former name, three names ago, and all those things so that you're able to actually get in. Um, and, and I think this is a very easy method to be able to engage in that learning opportunity. And so you, you mentioned that there's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, virtual field trips. So if, if I'm signing up for one of those slots, am I signing up with, with colleagues from across Canada at the same time slot, or is that a time slot dedicated to me and my classroom? That'll be a time slot that's shared with other classes. They could be US classes, it could be Canadian classes, they could be UK classes. So those, uh, what we have is we have specific time slots for the computer science tours. And so any educator can just go visit the best time for me and sign up for it. And that's one of the neat things too, because as the tour is going, like they'll tell you, they're like, oh, you know, we have someone from Utah on and we have someone from, um, you know, Vancouver on. So, you, so then the students also that experience of, oh, okay, this is a virtual field trip with so many other people from around um, is, is a nice, 
like get to know and it's like well they think this or that they're answering this in chat so i become exactly okay so so we're 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 I'm super excited. First of all, I don't know if you can tell now that Martha even told me that the tape is not sticky until it hits the box. And now I'm like, wait a minute, I need to dive into this a little bit further. Uh, I don't even know. There's so many other things where you're like, what? you don't do it this way. I thought that's the logical way, but it's not. Yeah. And I think that's the piece here that, that I'm thinking, you know, to our listeners, it's not what you would think, right? It's not just maybe this warehouse full of boxes that people are just like picking off the shelf or something. I don't even, I haven't taken it. It's so. organized. It's not. Well, you know, I have to, I'm going to have to sign up because it, I, there seems to be these secret Easter eggs that are hidden. Yes. You know, I'm stuck on this tape right now, but, um, and I, all to our listeners, uh, you know, if you're just as intrigued about this tape that Martha just dropped on us, um, sign up for those virtual field trips, because I think it's a huge opportunity for, for, you know, our classrooms and I'm in Moncton, right? So we wouldn't have been able to visit a fulfillment center for Amazon, but now we can. And, and because of the reality that we're living now, which is access to technology, it's, it's part of the norm. Whereas before we've been like, wait a minute, like we're, you know, we're used to rolling Bill Nye in and on the old TV and being like, okay, that's all right. That's typical for a Friday. Um, but now it's, you know, okay, well we can zoom in somewhere. We can, we can be part of and engage in something that's not in our backyard, which I think is huge. So let's, let's, Let's hear some stories. Obviously, people have been taking these virtual field trips. It's it's launched. It's it's rolling. What what are students saying, and what are teachers saying about it in the engagement of of the field trip? So we had um, the Ontario Association of Technology Educators uh, go through it, and there was about. 120 educators who went through it because they wanted to do what uh, Susan had mentioned about vetting just to, to see it for themselves, right? Like we've FCL tested and approved it, but they needed to test it and approve it for themselves. And so they went through and we received this um, sheet of feedback of where can we take this next? And holy smokes, I didn't know about this. And uh, you know, I can bring this in to have a real conversation about advanced manufacturing. I can have a conversation about careers and pathways that I couldn't articulate or illustrate to my students in a way now that will allow for meaningful dialogue. So, you know, it's not just the tour itself, it's the, the opportunities and the dialogue it's opening up. Um, even from a, a, an environmental standpoint, there was so many pieces that revealed how Amazon approaches reducing waste through efficiencies and processes that educators at the elementary level are saying, now this comes and, and it's a nice little project for us to work on. Thank you for the week long lesson planning I can do around this tour. Now I have something new to talk about to get through my curriculum that, um, you know, providing an engagement for. So. Uh, Resounding, resoundingly positive from the educator side of things and you know kids wow i'm so amazed that this is the future the future is now this is incredible holy smokes robots and humans i love this future now stuff so um the kids are loving it as well i can share an exact quote from a grade four is the future of technology i imagine is going to be insane so that's a great first student after doing it. And I think, um, sorry, Susan, I'll say one thing is one of the great also uh, feedbacks or the things that have come out of the tour is in the teachers that have done it have come back and said, 
There's another really cool opportunity that Amazon does is you can do board private tours if you get you know up to a, uh, up to a, uh, a couple hundred students that want to do it. And so we've had a couple of teachers come back and be like, well, can I actually book a private tour just for my board because I have a lot of students that we want across schools to do it, you know? And that has been amazing to hear back and be like, oh yes, of course, like we can help organize that with Amazon to see uh, that, you know, they want 30 schools across their board to do it and participate at one time. And so it make it like a virtual viewing party of the field trip. So that idea has been amazing too, to see uh, it come up. Sorry, so you were going to say something. I, I, I'm just, you know, it's interesting. I, I see bits of feedback here and there, but I haven't actually seen as much feedback as Martha and Busher have seen. But my favorite is I'm always amazed, especially uh, if you've never seen real world manufacturing, large scale facilities before. It is kind of, there are a lot of these moments we just go, I never thought about that. One of the things that students most often comment on us, I think it's really cool how we shove the stickers on the box and it's called slam. <laughs> um, they just get a kick out of the idea of slamming a sticker on the box. Like it, it, I just find it, it's, you never know what's going to resonate with somebody, but I've always loved, with, loved, found it. We didn't expect so many students get excited about the slamming of the sticker. That was the surprise for me. It's And it's so cool. Like these little tidbits that we keep talking about and you're, you know, for everyone who's listening or watching, like, I, I think what we're trying to get at is you're not just walking around some sort of, empty warehouse or, or a full warehouse of boxes and saying, oh, welcome to the Amazon Fulfillment Center. You know, there, there's engagement here. There's some there's some learning opportunities. And, and I think that's what we're trying to get across. I'm like getting more and more excited the more we talk because I'm like, oh, wow, like, how do I take part in this? Um, and, and, and I think that's the piece is, is these virtual experiences. And I think we used the word webinar earlier, but it, it's not just this stand and deliver, right? It's not someone on a stage. It's not someone sitting in a boardroom at the fulfillment center saying, welcome, let me walk you through this PowerPoint of pictures that we took while everything looked fantastic. So, I mean, kudos to, to everyone involved because I think I'm hoping that our listeners and our viewers take part in one of these tours because I, I think there's, there's so many engaging opportunities there. I was going to say one thing that um, as an educator, what's been really great is the wraparound that Martha mentioned earlier is that there are um, pre-activities, you know, during activities, there's extension activities to continue that learning. I think uh, what's key is that you don't want it to be a one-stop shop. Like you don't want it to, not a one, you don't want it to be a one-stop where you come, you do the tour and you kind of walk away. Um, there is, there is resources provided that you can do beforehand to learn about the key vocabulary that they're going to go through. There is, you know, during the tour, they, they have produced graphic organizers where students can follow the stops that you're going to be uh, going through in the tour. But then there's also extension activities for different grade levels. So, you know, if you are in high school and you want to look at robotics and you actually want to look at coding, there is an entire robotics coding, coder Z program. Um, there's different things that you can do to continue that learning. And the teacher doesn't have to just do, you know, a one field trip and that's it. It's really, how can I create less and how can I create curriculum and education around the entire experience so that it's everlasting and not just I'm filling an hour because I have nothing else to do. Which you can do that too, right? Of course, like we're teachers and we, we have, uh, it's, it's yeah, we need, we need things as well, but it's, you can use it in both ways, which I think is really great. And I think you just said something, Bush, which was going to be my follow-up is how long is a typical tour? So, you know, especially here in our district, I know some classes could be 45 minutes and some are an hour. So what is the length of a typical virtual tour? Um, and then, you know, how long are these extension activities? I guess there's no real number, but is there, you know, how long would you expect a class to be able to run on the idea of visiting the Amazon Fulfillment Center? So the tours are 45 minutes. 
And um, it, I mean, the, the lesson starters and the ideas for the extensions really are how you want to take it. Like the, the cyber robotics programs Bush was talking about, it's, it's incredible to connect that real world learning with now you go and you try and code the robot to pick up, you know, the, the different items that need to be shipped. So that, that connection is physical and then um, digital, it, it happens in a way that, you know, provides that nice scaffolded pathway for the student to practice what they've just seen and connect and have conversations around it. So that's a great program. And then some of the other concepts and, and discussions, like I mentioned, there's so much that you can do and connect to the role that Amazon is playing in our lives and the ways that we can um, benefit and, and leverage from that experience is pretty awesome. That, that's huge, you know, and those extensions, those even those introductions, those activities, it's so helpful because as we mentioned, we don't want it to be a one-off. And sometimes, you know, even though you're looking for this, oh, I, I'm looking for some time filler and then realize there's so much more here because the students were engaged or they want to talk about slam stickers or they wanted to figure out how this tape isn't sticky before it's the box, you know, all these things, right? And, and, and then you build that curiosity and you want them to become creative and then work towards it. So it's a spark, really. It's it's not just a tour for the sake of touring a facility. It's a spark for a potential future for our students who wanna be in that field or in robotics or find a purpose for coding. I think that's amazing. Um, and then I was gonna ask the question of grades because I think we mentioned a few grades there and you said it's open to everyone, but what is a typical grade range? Is it K to 12? Is it um, is it everyone can join or, or what do you think is geared towards? It's, it, it's we, you know, having feedback from teachers and so on, what we've been hearing is sort of grade three and up. So it, it's, it's, it's what you get out of the experience is going to be a little bit different with older students than it is with younger students. But grade three and up seems to be uh, what I would say generally recommend as a range. But again, um, really encourage if a teacher's curious, just sign up for a tour and check it out for yourself. And you know your students, you know your class, um, and you'll be able to judge if it's something that's going to resonate well with them. So really encourage teachers to like, you know, don't take anyone else's word for it. Try it firsthand for yourself. And that's a good point too, right? Sometimes diving in yourself is the experience that you need to say, I want to share this with my students. Um, I think that's huge. And you mentioned earlier, uh, uh, you know, if a teacher and their board wants to take part, so who would they, who would they contact? Do they go through fair chance learning? Is that the contact to start booking these or do they go directly through the uh, Amazon future engineer program? Yeah, there's, um, there's an email address as well that I provided. Um, but honestly, fair chance learning can help you coordinate it and organize it. Um, and so there's an amazing thing that in the private tours as well, we can add like a board video as a welcome. So there's really cool little little um, intricacies of the board tour that are added to make it a special experience. Awesome. And I, I'll actually put that email in the show notes for anyone who's interested in, in reaching out to Bushra and, and trying to connect and, and, and figure out how we can make a large trip out of this for whether it be a school staff or a district staff or just an amalgamation of people. So I think that's great. And I appreciate that. And, and I'm sure our listeners appreciate that as well, because sometimes navigating a website is, is, is maybe not the easiest, but having a direct contact saying, I know who this person is. I heard you on the podcast. Um, let's connect. So I think that's huge. All right, everybody. So we are at a point in the show that I like to call this specialist top five. We've talked about a lot of amazing things that comes from the Amazon Future Engineer program, these, these virtual trips in the fulfillment centers. But this is, this is the hard task for the three of you. 
What are the top five ways that you feel the Amazon Future Engineer program can help educators transform learning for their students, whether it be in the classroom or out of the classroom? I'm going to steal the easy answer to that one, which is by, by being mean and answering first. So my apologies to Martha and Bushra for stealing the answer. But this one, and this is to me what it's all about, it's connecting what you're learning in a classroom to the real world and, and what's happening and jobs and careers and industries. So understanding how code is used in the real world at big companies. I'll jump in with the real concept. So um, just providing real experiences to the educators and the students. And now with the students being at home and, you know, caregivers or guardians or parents being in the background, an opportunity for another conversation, right? They, they hear something and they're like, what? What is that? They catch it from the, the side and um, the students have a real conversation with their parents about or, or guardians of, with what they're learning in the classroom. I think that when we consider future of work and what that looks like, educators need to see it and feel it for themselves. That's why the experiential learning, Bushra, is um, so important in this, in this experience. It gives the teachers the language to have these conversations and the visuals, and it delights them. So we love to delight our, our educators that we support. So, um, you know, bringing joy into a learning environment is an important thing these days and I don't think you'll be disappointed. I think I'll take, I mean, um, they are clearly taking my points, but that's fine. You know, for me, I think um, coding is really cool. I think it's a concept like, you know, in Ontario, we've also introduced coding into the math curriculum. There's different parts that it's coming into, but there hasn't really, um, there's very few opportunities to see it actually in practice and to see like where we can give teachers more programs with coding. And so to have that opportunity to bring it in um, and then those extension activities that continue the learning of coding, I think that's that's a really great takeaway. Another one I would say is meeting the people. So, you know, meeting Susan and hearing her passion and what she's committed to. And we had an opportunity to meet her colleague, uh, Coral. And Coral does this fantastic pre presentation called the culture of innovation at Amazon. So how does Amazon approach innovation? And so when you're having conversation about innovative teaching and, and learning practices, to be able to, you know, build connections and, and learn from them, that's another highlight for this program. And um, number five on the program all up, um, when I when I took this job and, uh, you know, to run the Amazon Future Engineer, to launch the Amazon Future Engineer program in Canada, um, the job description basically said launch a program to provide better access, equitable access to CS education to youth in K-12 across Canada. And I, I just put my hand up and said, me, me, can I do that? Really, as a job, um, I was unbelievably excited uh, when I got the opportunity to take this role. And um, I was new to Amazon and I was fascinated by the way they, they think about problem solving and the way they think about giving back to community. And they always talk about what's, what do we have that's unique that we can bring. And we think about that in so many different ways. And we think about it in terms of talking about how we solve problems and sharing that culture of innovation. Like that's actually how we work internally and thinking about how we use our resources. So, okay, we've done the virtual FC tours. That's available now. We've got other program offerings. We just launched some scholarships for underserved youth in Canada to literally help them go to university. Um, we uh, Deadline's May 11th. So sorry, by the time you watch the podcast, this year's deadline may have passed, but this will be an annual thing. They'll be again next year. So if you're a high school teacher, um, keep an eye out for those. 
But, you know, at the moment, I, I my last meeting was actually talking about building some interesting artificial intelligence machine learning workshops. So for high school students, because, you know, OK, we're learning hour of code. Where do you go from there? Because we're like, we do artificial intelligence. We do machine learning. So maybe this is something we can help with. So we don't stop at the virtual fulfillment center tours. This is one program offering. And I work with a bunch of people. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the lead in Canada, but there's a lead in Germany. There's a lead in the UK. There's a team, uh, a global platform team that's thinking about creating these whole program offerings all up. And you can imagine how amazing it is to be in a room with those people talking about now what? And so I said, so I think the other value is you've got a lot of people behind the scenes with access to a lot of resources trying to think of creative ways to help educators make CS interesting, provide unique experiences. And in, in particular, we do try to also ask ourselves, and is there something we can do for, say, like historically underrepresented groups um, that'll make materials more compelling for them or to make access more universal so students in rural, far rural communities can use it as well. So something like the virtual tours. And next time, Brian, we'll talk about your sketch and a collab with... Um, Who's the artist? I can't think of his name. Pharrell, Pharrell Williams and the uh, Your Voice is Power, Make, Co make Music, uh, Make Code, and Social Equity program, for, uh, for, which is being used in middle and high school. So there's some, uh, we're having, we're, we're doing some great things, I, and I really hope that uh, we'll get a chance to work with more and more educators as we get more established here in Canada. Podcast 2.0, Brian. And we decided to just drop that right at the end. Like, hey, let's just drop this nugget and let everyone just sit on that one for a while. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll have you back to talk about that for sure. Because that's there's so many amazing things happening. And thank you all for sharing your passion for this and the creativity behind it. Because, you know, the more and more you think about this, this is not just another tour. We've had so many individuals use Amazon to, to purchase items, right? Especially during the global pandemic, I think there's been a huge shift from brick and mortar to the virtual. And and what a way to see, you know, how it goes from keyboard to doorstep, you know, and see how it all works in that fulfillment center. Because you guys have said it over and over again in the episode saying, it's not what you thought, it's not what you think. You know, I picture someone just kind of walking down with a forklift or whatever and being like, oh, here's, here's the box for Brian. Right. And I think it's huge because we often make mistakes in our own mind thinking, I think I know how this works. It must be so simple. Um, but I encourage everyone to go check out those virtual fulfillment tours because there's more to it than meets the eye. And you you can see a real life application and engage your students in real world experiential learning, like we keep saying, rather than some pre-recorded video or some uh, footage that would have been gathered years ago. Let's live live and, and take part in those questions and those answers. So I appreciate all of you being on the episode. But before we head out, I'm going to give you one last time. Is there anything that we may have missed um, throughout our conversation that you want to share with our listeners and our viewers um, about, you know, the Amazon Future Engineer Program and, and activating and using those virtual fulfillment tours? No, also, if anybody has any questions that's listening out there, just email afe at fairchancelearning.com. Um, I get those emails and we can answer any questions or if you don't know where to go, we'll hook you up. And, and I'll just say, uh, you know, if, if the comment about like the learning code of mixing music and racial equity, amazonfutureengineer.ca 
is where we have all our resources, all our programs that are available to teachers now. So if you you can't wait till Brian's next podcast with us to to learn more about that Pharrell Williams coding uh, resources, <laughs> you can you can go go look it up yourself at AmazonFutureEngineer.ca, and uh, there uh, there is a contact us uh, that will email Susan. Uh, on that as well. So if you use the contact us on that web page, that does end up in my inbox. And the last thing I will say is that we would never know Brian with the forklift picking up the box because again, safety and security and personal identifiable information is top priority for Amazon. So from a privacy side of things, the um, the colleagues within the, the fulfillment centers don't know what's in the box or where it's going. So another little tip for you. That's so many little little sneak peeks here, Martha. I encourage all of our listeners, all of our viewers uh, to head over to the website, check out the information and register. And, and we've mentioned it throughout the episode, register yourself, register you and a team of colleagues, you know, as a professional learning community to take the tour yourselves of the fulfillment center to see what it's like and see if it's right for you and your students in the classroom, because it's not just the tour. There's the pre and there's the post activities that come with it that can help engage students in experiential learning beyond the four walls of the classroom. So Susan, Martha, Bushra, I thank you all for joining me on this episode of My Creative Classroom to share your journey uh, for Amazon's Future Engineer Program, to share the story of what these virtual fulfillment center tours look like and how we can access them. And I encourage, uh, once again, all of our listeners to visit Fair Chance Learning, follow them on social media, head over to the Amazon Engineer uh, Future Engineer Program website to learn more about it. And as always, follow us on social media at MyCreativePod. Stay tuned and stay creative. My name is Brian Willett, and this was My Creative Classroom.